All right, we now welcome on Nahim Aline, uh, Hokies basketball guard and star. Um, coming off one of his best games of his career, hit a game tying shot against Florida, uh, the 6'4 rising junior out of Buford, Georgia. Nahim, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. I want to go back to that shot you hit against Florida. Have you? How many times have you watched that in the replay? <laughs> Man, I watched that so many times on Sports Center. <laughs> uh, House of Highlights, I watched that so many times. I just couldn't believe it was me, for real. And it's just like, I mean, I really spoke all that to existence, really. Like, yeah. just wanted to have that March Madness moment. I was just really I, I was say, Yeah, I was saying, I was like, were, did you expect to be in the one shining moment after that? Uh, yeah, I definitely did. <laughs> I, thought, I thought I was going to be, you know, I thought I was going to put the full shot in. But, hey, yeah. I'm in it, so – it was the first oh, game determined, so it had to it had to be in there. But what kind of what kind of play did Mike Young uh, draw up, or was it kind of just like get the ball to him and go as fast? We gotta go, we gotta go quick. Well, I mean, the play really wasn't for me. It was for to give it to Tyrese, like you know, go coast to coast or whatnot. Yeah. And uh, dude missed the free throw, and I seen, I think it was Scotty Lewis. He was shading Tyrese's side, and Kevin was dribbling up. And I looked back, and he passed it to me, and the rest is history. <laughs> Yeah, you took it all the way. Um, you had 28 points, most in a tournament game since 1967. Did you? When did you realize that it was your game that you were taking over? I was pretty nervous, you know, first yeah, mark, right. man, this game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's the first game. You know, everybody's yeah. watching. You know, uh, when I first, like, first couple shots went, I was starting feeling good. But when I really got that tech, that really started to heat, heat me up, and that kind of just like, you know, I'm about to just take over. Wait, I have a question about – did you realize – I know in the first game, everyone was th- talking about the sun that was on Florida's side. That was side. crazy. Did that you guys crazy. realize that? Because that was a big talking point on Twitter in the Twitter sphere. You said the sun? This, so there was they had, like, those windows coming through, and then, like, for some reason, there was just, like, on one side of the court, there were just bright spots of oh, sun. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I don't know what you're talking about. Is yeah. that, like, weird? Because I, I, I don't know. It like as fans, we were just like that. Florida's missing all their shots because of the sun, right? Well, now. Did anyone acknowledge it on the court? Or? Well, I mean, I didn't really acknowledge it, but I remember when Hunter he was saying like when he shot the ball in the corner, he couldn't see nothing. That's why <laughs> the, the, the sun just like can't kind they of just, close those? That's, that was crazy. I couldn't yeah. believe that. So during that kind of hot stretch and during that game, were you were you telling your teammates to get you the ball? Because normally I think you're kind of a guy that plays within the offense, takes the shots that are that are there. But you're really looking to kind of create your own looks and uh, get the ball more often. So was that something you guys were kind of talking about in the huddle or with, like, amongst each other? Just to- uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I was, you know, the hot hand at the time. But like like you say, I try to just flow into the offense, you know, try to get other guys going. But, you know, in a game like that, um, you just got to kind of just take over. So, you know, and down the stretch, I started to, like, get to the free throw line, you know, knocking down mid-range pull-ups. I started to take over. But when we went went to overtime, I'm not going to lie, I was mad tired. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then you had two of your, um, you know, big guys foul out. What was that like? And what was the message from Coach Young throughout that overtime period? Man, that really hurt. (laughs) Like, that was it was just crazy because they fouled out back-to-back time. So it was just like – I mean, not to panic, as always, but just to keep flowing, just keep going, like keep, keep being aggressive. Because, like, you know, we were both in foul trouble. And, I mean, I felt like the refs were calling ticky tack fouls. So, yeah. I mean, just, like, just be an aggressive. That's it. 
Yeah, for sure. Last question on the Florida game. What was the locker room like? Uh, what was what kind of message was Mike Young saying to the guys? And what was the overall kind of vibe in the locker room after that loss? After the loss, I mean, it's a, it was a tough one. I mean, we definitely felt like we should have won that game. Well, we should have won that game. That's how I feel. We should have won that game. But um, the, the vibe was just, yeah, you know, everybody's sad. Yeah. Everybody just had their heads down. But at the end of the day, I know everybody fought to their hardest, 110%. I mean, I know I did. Um, yeah. Keve, Justin, Boots, everybody. I mean, the message was just like, hey, I see you. Y'all see, y'all see how y'all feeling right now. So next year, y'all better put all that into your head and just go full throttle. After sure. the term as a whole, did you see after the Oral Roberts win, did you guys kind of see a path that, you know, could have taken you for, uh, to the Elite Eight or further? I mean, I definitely felt like we could have been Final Four. That's yeah. my opinion. Sure. No, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. No team is going to be easy in the March Madness because right. everybody got here for a reason because, you know, they're a good team. They got good players, and anybody can shine at any moment. So, I mean, I've definitely seen the path, though. I definitely thought we could have made a run. Especially just the way your guys' season was going. Just It seemed like you had started to play your best basketball, and then you have all these COVID cancellations. You couldn't really get into, like, a flow of things. So, like, especially the way March played out this year, I think it was just, like, getting hot at the right time, and you guys definitely, definitely could have done that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, COVID did play a big part in that. I mean, just sitting sitting out for like a couple weeks, a couple days, you know, not doing anything active. That that kind of really hurt us. So. What was, yeah, what was that like being so on and off with the team? Did that? I mean, I guess that had to hurt the you know the. the I mean, energy you saw it against had. like the Georgia Tech game. Like you guys come out and you guys like just couldn't hit a shot. And it's like yeah. that. No matter what, like you have that has to have some effect yeah. on you guys just not being able to. Yeah, I mean. I'm not gonna lie. When we got back to like our first practice, you can just tell everybody's yeah. just dead tired. <laughs> yeah. Nobody can. Everybody's legs is wobbly, weak, and whatnot. Nobody can hit a shot. But we all knew that was gonna happen. You know, we just gotta like just have a mental. It's just a mental thing, really. You know, just gotta be focused on the goal, not winning yeah. games. Now, it was definitely hard because like when I like when I was well, when we were all in quarantine, uh, it was just hard not to like just sit here just right. like not doing anything you know just finding something to do uh yeah that was really it it was hard so you guys got two new transfers uh this offseason so far in the transfer portal and storm murphy and michael durr so have you talked to them at all and what's the overall feel from the team for getting these two guys uh i haven't talked to them i talked to storm you know just kind of like welcome into the team uh, you know, he was excited when uh, Coach Young told him, you know, he's on the team and whatnot. Uh, I feel like, you know, with those two guys, it's going to be really great, you know, having having a point guard that could facilitate, score, and then having a big man that could just, like, give us a big body out there. And, shoot, he can stretch it out there, too, when we mm-hmm. played them. Yeah. And I forgot that we played them, uh, South Florida. Uh, yeah. Stretch it out there. Uh, you know, he's a big body. He's He's a good shot blocker, too. So, I mean, it's going to be good for us. Also, talking about the transfer portal, one of your teammates, Jalen Cohn, he entered the transfer portal. I believe he's going to Northern Arizona. So is that something you guys are kind of talking to him about constantly, or do you, is it just let him make his own decision and then just hope for the best 
from him. And I kind of want to get your thoughts on the transfer portal as a whole, like what you think of that whole movement in college basketball. <laughs> Uh, with Jalen, that definitely surprised me. Like, yeah, definitely surprised me. I mean, talking to him, I mean, I guess it was the best decision for him to leave. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, like I said, I talked to him. He just one of those guys that just works really hard at his craft. You know, can shoot the ball, amazing, best shooter I ever played with, seen, you know whatnot. Uh, yeah, it was tough to lose him, but I mean, at the same time, it's his decision, not going to force him to do anything. So that's really it. And the transfer portal in general, I mean, shoot, it's a lot of guys in there, <laughs> it's a lot of people in there. Um, the transfer portal in general, I mean, it's just for your best interest, seeing where you want to go, um, seeing where you like to fit at, um, seeing where you fit in that system. Um, just seeing like where you can fit just at the end of the day, you want to play basketball and just showcase your skills, get to that next level. So that's really, that's, that's what I think about it. I, I think it's opened up so many opportunities for guys to play wherever they want. It's almost like, you know, yeah. it's almost like the NBA. It's almost exactly. like it's at the professional level. I, I, I like it should that be. That's how it should be because you have teams like Virginia tech where you've got a bunch of juniors, a bunch of seniors and who knows Jalen Cohn, when, when Storm Murphy decides to transfer, who knows, Jalen Cohen might be like, I thought I was going to be the starting point guard, or mm-hmm. however that may be. But I think it's it's definitely better off for the sport that you have guys. It kind of disperses the talent throughout the country. I think the, big t- I think the big thing, too, is that in college it used to be you got these four guys returning. This is going to be a really good team next yeah. year. Now it's, well, all right, what's it going to be next year? So, yeah, mm-hmm. game changer. You're, yeah. you're staying, though, right? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. All right, awesome. All right, Naheem Ali is not. Naheem Ali is not. <laughs> That's our headline. <laughs> um, so Kevin Aluma also entered the draft this offseason. What has that been like for him? Do you know? Have you been in contact with him about that whole process? I know he's just trying to kind of get a feel, uh, for like how he's graded by these NBA scouts. But what's that been like for him? Do you know? Yeah, I definitely talked to him about it because you know that's somewhere I want to get to. Um, yeah, talking about the process. I mean, right now, you know, since COVID, he doesn't really know too much. Yeah. You know, so it's just like kind of, excuse me, kind of weird with him. Uh, I mean, he said the process is going well, talking to people and whatnot. But I mean, you know, hopefully, you know, we can get him back. You know, but like I said, best decision for him, what, what he thinks is best. That's it. So overall, you guys just had like a roller coaster. Uh, regular season you had COVID cancellations uh, some suspensions some some opt-outs what do you think is one thing that you learned about your coach Mike Young in just the face of adversity and how you guys handled that throughout the year um uh, facing adversity like I mean that's gonna happen with anybody like you never know when it's gonna happen you know beginning of the year middle of the year end of the year I mean I kind of Felt like at the end of the year we kind of fit, hit adversity, but you know, at the same time you just like God constantly just stay the course, stay keep chopping wood. That's like my coach always said, keep chopping wood. Now, I mean, don't look at all the comments, the hates, or whatnot. You know what I mean, people are gonna hate regardless. You're gonna have more more haters than supporters. So you, know, you just gotta keep chopping wood. That's it. Well, you, you obviously had a lot of confidence in Mike Young when he you were actually his fifth recruit uh, that he got at Virginia Tech. What made uh, you trust him so early 
in the in the process? Uh, it was definitely a tough decision. Uh, it was either this or do a post grad at Brewster. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, I definitely felt that trust with him and the other coaches. Um, I mean, they just kept it real with me. You know, what I mean, just this is this is the ACC, the best, one of the best yeah. conferences in the world. So, you just kept it real with me. You're gonna have to work hard. You know, I mean, I'm not promise you anything. I'm not promise you one minute or twenty minutes. Just if you work hard, and play defense. That's definitely key to everything mm-hmm. on the basketball. Uh, courts defense you know play the, play defense and work hard you're gonna shine was said. there a player that you played this season whether it was ACC or out of conference that you were just like wow this guy's really good <laughs> um, that was a couple players I was definitely go ahead my bad you can go you, you go. know more than me my man. <laughs> <laughs> definitely Carly Jones from Louisville yep definitely He's tough. Um, um, Trey, man, he was tough. Definitely, yeah, that shot at the end. Definitely, that that hurt my heart. Hurt my heart. <laughs> um, uh, there was a couple more. Um, Colin Gillespie, mm-hmm. he was good. He got he got me with a crossover. I'm not gonna forget that. <laughs> he got me with a crossover. Hey, you guys um, won yeah. that game, so. Yeah, we won the game. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Uh, there's a couple more. Oh, Buddy Behan. Buddy Behan, he's he's a legit shooter. Give him enough space, he pulling it. Yeah, he's just like Clay Thompson to me. So, yeah. Yeah. Those are my those are my guys. Cool, cool, cool. That was a good answer. That was a good answer. Good. So I kind of have some miscellaneous stuff that I wanted to get to. Um, what kind of basketball shoes are you wearing nowadays? And do you have a favorite like all-time signature shoe because like when I played basketball I know I was always buying the KD the early KDs the like the LeBron eights and nines those were really cool and then I don't know kind of like the Kobe's of course and it kind of seemed like the signature shoes have somewhat fallen off but like what shoes are you wearing now and which ones are your favorites all time the shoes that I'm wearing now shoot I'm wearing the PGs um I forgot which I forgot what which ones they are but yeah those are one of my favorites, but my favorite is KD 11. Um, those, they're mad comfortable. Um, just, I just feel loose with them. Yeah. Those are my top two right there. I want to ask to this again, miscellaneous question. I want to ask, you mentioned that you were, you might, you were going to go to Brewster or Virginia tech, but you had offers from Hofstra, Nebraska, USF and St. John's. That might be the, most spread out, spread out, and <laughs> different kind of vibes or campuses in the country. You were traveling across the I country. Was, yeah. <laughs> was that, I guess you weren't debating between the other four, or what was that process like? I mean, yeah, I was definitely looking into them. Um, Hofstra was definitely, I mean, the next one on my list because I have a really good relationship with Speedy Claxton. You know, now he's the head coach there. Um, yeah, have a good relationship with them. Uh, and it's in New York. That's you know, yeah. where my basically like where my whole family is at. You know, so I definitely was considering that. But I mean, Brewster, I feel like that would have been one of the other best options because like that was just gonna get like wasn't really worried about like playing and whatnot. Just kind of just get my body right, just mm-hmm. skills up. That's really it. This might be a hard question to answer, but what 
makes having a lefty jump shot so cool because I, I whenever I'm watching <laughs> basketball, no matter what, if if there's a lefty, I could have never seen him play before in his life. I'm just like, this guy's good. <laughs> That's what he said about me. That's his, I mean, for me, I think it's just in general, just the heart of left-handed person in general. Yeah. Like, just like majority, everybody's right-handed. It's just like we're man. we're both lefties. I I play basketball already. We're both lefties, we got to stick together. Man. Are you le- are you lefty everything? Yeah, I'm lefty everything. I'm left, dude. I I don't even have. A, I mean, I, you have more right hand than me. But like when I play basketball, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I only go left. So I'm more than that, big dog. You know what I mean? I'm trying. I'm trying to be ambidextrous. I'm trying yep. to be ambidextrous. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm majority all right handed. But I mean, I have seen some pretty left lefty forms. I mean, I like Tyrese form. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you a wait, no, you go. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I guess I like James Harden. It's just yeah. like kind of a flick. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a favorite player to watch in the NBA right now? I mean, my favorite player is CJ McCollum. Uh, I kind of feel like my game is just like his. I mean, I know I don't show that a lot, but I mean, I need to start showing that more. But I feel like uh, that's my well, that's who I watch the most. I feel like we resemble each other and Devin Booker he's he's so good he's nice CJ McCollum is one of my favorite players to watch on Instagram when because I follow his trainer on Instagram and and they he's always posting like the workout clips he's one of my favorite players to watch just knock down like hundreds of jumpers in a row on on Instagram (laughs) he's nice Bradley Bill Mm -hmm. like uh, Kevin Durant man AD, <laughs> he's, he's just so nice, man. He's my favorite. <laughs> like, when he had that interview, when he said, I'm Kevin Durant, yep. y'all know who I am. And then <laughs> the next game, he had 45 against the Clippers. I was like, yeah, you're nice. So awesome. You're nice. That was so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I love watching this guy. So, it's your teammate, Tyrese Radford's birthday today. Are you guys going to celebrate? Yeah, man, celebrate, have a little fun. I mean, <laughs> whatever he wants to do, we're going to do it. You got anything planned? Uh, well, I haven't really talked to him. I mean, he's yeah. my roommate and whatnot. I mean, I'm going to talk to him after this, but I don't know. I don't know. You got one? I got Yeah. Um, how about this? In ESPN's way too early top 20, you guys were ranked at number 10. Um, have you guys paid any attention to that? And, and what's that like? I guess Mike Young probably shuts that down pretty early. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. Yeah. yeah. He don't he don't really tolerate no. that. But I mean, I feel I mean, I feel like that's right. I mean yeah. <laughs> I feel like we shown a lot of people. Yeah. We definitely surprised a lot of people. I mean, we was picked eleventh in the ACC, which was mind blowing, but hey, we're not paying attention to that. We just we just keep working and just being the dogs that we are. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just love I mean I like seeing that, but at the same time, we're not going to pay attention to that. So just being on the team last year, was there a player this year that maybe took a a big step forward or someone that kind of surprised you on your team, whether it was Keve Luma, who was an all-ACC player, Justin Mutz, like in the ACC tournament, he was just – I've never seen him play like that. <laughs> and he, he just looked like he flipped another gear, but was there anyone that caught your eye? I mean, for me, when I, when I first got here, I mean, I seen Keve – play like that every time in practice. So I wasn't really surprised with that. You know, with Jay Munts, I mean, kind of the same thing in practice. Um, we play one-on-one like every day. He shows a little handle. He think he could guard me, but he really can't. <laughs> <But>, I mean, <laughs> um, yeah, he 
he like he's an all around player. I mean, he can pass, he can shoot. We got we're trying to get him to shoot more, but you know, it's just the confidence thing. But uh, the person that really surprised me the most, you know, was Hunter. Um, when uh, Cardi, like when he left the team, he kind of Hunter kind of stepped into that point guard role and like you know playing point and shooting guard, and that's that's just like having to pick up that PG spot in like a couple of games. That's not easy really to do because like you gotta watch film, like look at reads and whatnot. But I feel like he surprised me the most. And, um, um, somebody else, uh, David. David also surprised me the most. Um, Guessing, Gasson. Yeah, Gasson. Um, he's a he's a good player. I mean, he's getting better every day now. Yeah, and just for real, y'all better watch out. Y'all better yeah know that y'all better notice him next year for real. He's getting better. Mm-hmm. So those are the two plays. Going back to Justin Mutz, I'm thinking of one play against UNC where he kind of it seemed a little bit like luck, but he kind of he had this crazy move where he went I think between the legs behind his back, yeah. spin for a dunk. <laughs> and we're, we're like, where did that come from? It's like, what? did the bench react like surprised, or did, have we seen that? Well, you, do you know what play I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I mean, I, I mean, it's gonna always seem surprising in the game because he doesn't really show it that much. But I mean, for me, I mean, I see, I see that every day. Just like I kind of like be mad sometimes when he doesn't really show yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they get mad at me sometimes when I really don't yeah. show my game. So I mean. Respect, respect levels there. Uh, what are you listening to before a game to get hyped? Uh, I have this routine just to listen to J. Cole. That's my favorite artist. I just like, I mean, I, I kind of listen to other people like uh, Lil Baby, Young Young Thug, whatnot. But with J. Cole, I mean, I feel like me and J. Cole just have a thing. I don't know. It's just like we just vibe. You know, I just like kind of like a – Soothing sound, just like just get me flowing. That's it. Neem, I don't think we we actually asked you this. What was the? I want to go back to the shot against Florida. What was the feeling right off the bat? Because I know everyone wants that feeling, that rush of adrenaline. Um, what was that feeling of knocking down the shot right away? What was the? What would what'd your mind do right away? You didn't show much emotion. Yeah, yeah. You I was like, looking at it. you. Didn't show much emotion right off the bat because obviously you have like overtime to play. So you were just like, we gotta we gotta win this game. Made the show. I mean, I felt good, but I knew if we only tied the game. I mean, yeah. like we still got a lot. We got one point, one point four seconds. That's still a lot of time to do something. So I wasn't really like I was trying to stay focused, trying to get a stop, whatnot. I mean, I'm trying to win the game. I wasn't really too hype about it because like we only tied the game. We didn't win it. Yeah. Now, if we won it, I mean, I would have done my little Jordan moment, you know, jump in the air. <laughs> But, um, but, yeah, I was just trying to, like, you know, tell them. I mean, they was all, you know, after the time, they was all on me. I was like, yo, chill. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. The game not over. That's all right, awesome. that's our last question about the uh, – about the, uh, the Florida game. Want to get into one-word reaction? Yeah. All right, we're going to do the one-word reaction segment where we just give you a word or a phrase and you give us your one-word pulse um, response. All right, ready? All right. A full castle coliseum. Electrifying. <laughs> Electrifying. Electrifying. Uh, Coach Frazier. One more time. Say it again. 
<laughs> it's a lot of described coach Frazier. But, um, <laughs> funny. Okay. Funny. Um, Tyrese Radford, Boots. Did you, did you say something there? Your audio is kind of like cutting in. Man, there. Uh, I said dog. Oh, dog. Oh, yeah. I got you. Um, John Laser. The man. <laughs> All right. This is this is a toughie. Florida Gators. <laughs> I'm going to have to give them winners. Oh. I'm <laughs> sorry we had to give you that. Last I'm sorry we had to give you that. We're, we're, we're cutting that out. Naheem, we're <laughs> Hey man, I'm gonna have to get the respect. <laughs> they, they they won the game. Um, so if you could just describe the 2021 season in one word, what would it be? One word, dang, it's a lot of pressure right there. <laughs> one word, um, I'll definitely say unforgettable because I mean this is a year to no really not forget because like this is new for all of us, COVID year. So, like, just, like, some games got canceled. Um, people got tested positive or whatnot. So, I'll definitely say unforgettable. And so, in all seriousness, how weird was it to just play in front of an empty crowd? You obviously got used to it as the season went on. But just seeing all the masks on the sidelines and all of the crowd just empty, how weird? How just you know, how we, weird ha- you know we have to ask that. We have that. <laughs> we have- I, I hate I hated not having yeah. fans. Mm-hmm. Just, like. Fans really get you going, that adrenaline, everything. Just like I, I hate not seeing no fans, and then people like us wearing masks on the bench. Everybody wearing masks in the crowd. Just like man, I'm trying to have a normal life, normal game. <laughs> I'm trying to get back to when we played um, UNC at home. That was yeah. like man, that was just crazy. And when was we played, that, like, Virginia, that was crazy. Do you think when we played? You got. Uh, my bad. <laughs> when we played Virginia here, I know the crowd would have been crazy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I know the crowd would have been crazy. Yeah. So. Brutal, man. Do you think we'll have a full uh, packed house in Lane this season? Uh, I really hope so. I really – I mean, for me, I think so. Since uh, people are starting to get the, like, vaccinations and people started to, like, already had positive, like, cases and whatnot. And you know? so I feel like it's going to be packed a little bit. Not all the way, but just a little bit. That's the idea, man. You got anything else? That's all good. All right, covered everything. It's been fun. Thanks for doing this. Um, we're gonna have to have you back on. You're a recurring guest now, so we have to have you back on at some point. For sure, for sure. I got you. All right, all right, man. man. Good Appreciate luck. It. Thanks for the or thanks for the time and good luck the rest of this off season. Yeah, good Appreciate luck, it. man. Enjoy enjoy uh, Boots's birthday. I got you. All right, see ya. See ya. All right, we just finished recording Naheem Malin. Uh We actually haven't done it yet, but this is going to go after the interview with Naheem. I'm sure it was great. I'm sure it went awesome with uh, with a star on the Virginia Tech basketball team and a rising. Um, but we want to talk a little bit about the Reach for Excellence program that was just um, initiated by the Virginia Tech uh, Athletic Department. Wyatt, just tell us a little bit about what's going on there uh, as of late. Yeah, Kevin. Uh, first of all, I'm really excited uh, for this episode, episode number 28 of the Overtime Podcast. Probably my fav- one of my favorite athletes at Virginia Tech right now and one of the best guests we've gotten so far in Naheem Aleem. But we have to talk about the developments in the Virginia Tech Athletic Department. So they had a press conference earlier this week. It was Whip Babcock, President Tim Sands was there, Justin Fuente was there. 
and it's the Reach for Excellence campaign. And this is this is something we've really been harping on. We harped on a lot during the football season, yep. but here's what uh, comes with this campaign is pretty much just the allocate allocation of money and resources to the athletic department and different facets of the athletic department. Overall, it's designed to raise $1.5 billion. Uh, they have goals of like around $100 million each year. I believe they've raised $150 million already this year. The main highlights are a $75 million renovation to Castle Coliseum. If you have not seen those photos yet, check them out. They look fantastic. It looks so cool. It looks, all, yeah, it looks very good. It looks yeah, awesome. Yeah. $30 million to football for recruiting, um, recruiting purposes, assistant coach salaries, uh, facilities and player development. We've already started to see some of the facilities with the new weight room and the new stu- uh, student-athlete cafeteria. There's also some additional endowments, which include athletic scholarships, so more, more players from other sports getting scholarships, and then also just operating expenses that include recruiting, facility improvements, nutrition, strength and conditioning, act- academic service services, and psycholo- psychology and former player relations. So real quick before we get into what this means, I wanted to get some quick, right off the cuff, Kevin DiDomenico. What things can we get from with all this money and all this allocation of resources? I, Let's just list some things off. Yeah, I think the big thing, first of all, that we saw was the castle renovations. I think people were really excited about that. Hopefully the student section is on the court. That's what that we want. That was our big thing, that's right? Our, that's what we've been talking I about. I said, just take down that wall, Yeah. and you have students right there, and it's similar to Cameron Indoor. Exactly, exactly. And it has that still has that feel of like an old-timey yeah. stadium. But so. Still, like, having the students on the court like that, I think, is such a big factor for some of these games. I think another big thing, too, is the just the energy behind the Hokie fan base now. I think it's just a, you know, I think a lot of Hokie fans are reinvigorated for the love of the game now. For with, sure. In, in Hokie, Hokie basketball and, and Hokie football, and they're behind the athletic department a lot more. How about some more cool new jerseys? We haven't there seen some. Go. We haven't seen different football jerseys in a while. There I think go. we can get some of that. Some different maroon orange out theme games. Mm-hmm. And obviously, with fans coming back to the stadium, those are going to be a big deal. I think we're going to have a bunch of those next year. A cleaned up Castle Coliseum, like we said. Um, I think there's just going to be a lot of hokey stone. I just imagine some some yeah. some guys, a bunch of truckers yeah. driving on eighty one, just carrying just hokey yeah. bunch of hokey, hokey stone. stone. And they're like, "Yep, this is the this is the reach for excellence it's students, program. We got it's this." Students and parents <laughs> going to JMU and Virginia Tech and VMI and a bunch of hokey stone in the middle of all of it. Exactly, but like I don't know. Big picture, do you have anything? Do you have anything else cool that we could? That I, I have. A, what are the poor allocations they could go towards? That is true. They could. <laughs> Just color the whole field in burnt orange. Burn, just, just maroon, maroon, maroon field. <laughs> maroon field. That's that's a ten million right there. That'd be a bad way to go about it. <laughs> I'm trying to think. <laughs> I thought putting in seats in the bleachers. <laughs> we need seats there. Just, just, yeah, no. We got. We need people sitting down. In that'd the be a bad way to do it. <laughs> for sure. For sure. I think this is huge though, just because throughout the whole football season, we were talking about how we've kind of fell to a team of of places just mediocrity mediocrity in college football and we're just not doing what we need needs to be done like like the big name programs are doing and what teams that are trying to be big name programs are doing and they're finally starting to kind of just develop that trend and push those resources towards the football program because that's the big money maker obviously and when you look at like virginia tech athletics the history of virginia athletics you had michael vick kind of bring us to national prominence i would say right and then you had frank beamer kind of sustain that and build just like a national name and kind of just the overall football culture. I think Frank Beamer also had a huge role in just the development of all the other sports that are doing starting to do so well in the Hokie Athletic Department. But there's other than that, it just hasn't been really anything else to kind of raise that level. And 
I don't know. Now it seems like we're heading in, heading in the right direction. I think so. the big thing is if you look back in five to seven years and see this as a turning point, that's a win for Virginia Tech. But again, this is something that we could see returns on for you know years to come. But obviously, we have to find that out for the years to come. So I also thought like the Fuente Fuente's part of the press was interesting because he was talking about how we have coaches that are pretty much volunteers at this point, and he's like, we just can't have that if we want to be a big time football yeah. program. He's like, we need to get these get guys paid more. So that I mean, we're going to have cool, like better assistance, hopefully better paid assistance for sure. So overall, just trending in the right direction for sure. Kevin. All right. That is episode number 28. Hope you guys enjoyed it.